Well, good morning. A very warm welcome to our service of worship as we come to worship God. May you know his loving presence with you. Our call to worship comes this morning from John's Gospel and his first letter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. On this Father's Day, let's worship God, our gracious and loving Heavenly Father, who is always faithful to his children. As we sing our first hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, Mission Praise number 200.
loving God, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. We thank you that on this Father's Day we remember a Father's love for us that you have, and that you bless us as members of your family. And we thank you also for those who have shown us a Father's love, and for the blessing of family love. And we thank you especially that through Jesus we may know you not only as our Creator God, but as our Heavenly Father, who loves us deeply as His children. We ask that you would teach us how much we matter to you, that you are concerned for how we are, that you delight to bless us, that we only need to ask, and you give us what we need because you care for us so much. Forgive us when we have strayed from you, when we have ignored your commands, which you have given to bless us, your commands to love one another, and instead have gone our own way. Renew us in our love for you and for one another. Help us grow in our faith and trust in you, and enable us to follow you more closely so that we might share the good news of your love that lasts forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, today is Father's Day. Is anyone doing anything nice for Father's Day? You doing, what, what are you doing today? Araker, very nice, very nice. Anyone else doing anything for Father's Day or maybe thinking about it? Well, I hope you have a nice day, whatever you're doing. Yes, what, what was it? Lunch, lunch, that sounds a good, good idea. Yes, that, I hope you have a great time. Well, today we were, th- we were thinking again about um, the theme of a shepherd because last week we were thinking about David who became king of Israel and how he was a shepherd and God helped him with the difficult things that came up. And um, this week we're, we're thinking about something that he wrote, a, a prayer that he wrote down, very well-known one called Psalm 23. And it's about God's faithful love for us. And he was, he was talking about how God had helped him and he was making it into a prayer for everyone that we can think about how God is like our good Heavenly Father through our whole lives. So I'm going to just read through the psalm, and there's some pictures on the screen. And as I read, just um, take in the words and think about them, and remember that God is your loving Heavenly Father too. And uh, we can just be blessed as we listen to this psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything 
I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, what a wonderful prayer we have in David's Psalm 23 to remind us of God's goodness to us, that he is our Heavenly Father, and He cares for us so much. Well, we're going to sing in, in a few minutes, but first of all, this is actually the, the last Sunday for our Sunday school before the summer break, and so I, we're going to have a presentation in a moment, but first of all, I'd just like to take this opportunity to um, thank our Sunday school teachers, Anne and Agnes, who's just sitting a little bit further back, and thank you very much for all your hard work over the, the past year. Uh, we really appreciate that. And I think we've, let's, let's show our appreciation to our Sunday school teachers. Well, we're going to just have a presentation of a few certificates. Um, and uh, just here's fine, if Anne, you can hand me the... So, Ruben. Here's a certificate for you. Well done. Shake hands. <laughs> uh, Jemima. Well done. Sheba, yes. Um, and we have one uh, for someone else, but who's not here at the moment. But uh, and uh, just. Um, uh, Summer has her own church certificate already, so uh, well, well done, everyone. And uh, we're just going to to pray now before we sing. Great, our God is a great big God. So let's let's come before God in prayer. Lord God, our loving heavenly Father, we thank you that uh, you are so good to us through our whole lives. We thank you for that Psalm of David, the twenty-third Psalm, uh, which. Uh, is all about how you are like a shepherd to us, our good Heavenly Father. And we thank you for our Sunday school. I pray that you would bless them and bless them during the summer. And uh, Lord, we um, ask that uh, uh, you would um, bless all our families, our un um, all those that uh, uh, we think of, our, whether they're grandchildren or uh, nephews or nieces or whoever, Lord, or our own children or grandchildren. We ask for your blessing on them and on our families. And so, Lord, we ask that you'd help us to continue to worship you and to trust in your love throughout our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
And we're going to sing Our God is a Great Big God. Hope you all remember the actions. <laughs> so indeed, our God is an amazing, wonderful, great, big God. So just want to remind you that when you go through tough times, don't tell God how big your problem is, but tell your problem how big your God is. That should give you a boost. And uh, let's all with that joy uh, rise and sing this song. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands. He's higher than the skyscraper and He's deeper than the submarine. He's wider than the universe and beyond my wildest dreams. And He's known me and He's loved me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands. He's higher than a skyscraper and He's deeper than the submarine. He's wider than the universe and beyond my wildest dreams. And He's known me and He's loved me since before the world began. How wonderful to be a part of God's amazing plan. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and He holds us in His hands and He holds us in His hands and He holds us in His hands. Let's bring our prayers for others to God now. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you that uh, you are loving to us and that you love the whole world and you've given your Son to be our Savior. And so, Lord, as we come before you in prayer again, we ask that you would help us um, to turn our attention now to the needs of those around us, the needs of our world. We thank you, Lord, that uh, we can bring people before you and that we can receive um, your uh, blessing for them, your healing and your comfort and provision and your peace. 
And so, Lord, we ask that as we name before you now in the quiet those who are particularly on our hearts today, that they may know that peace that passes understanding. Lord Jesus, you're the one who calms the storms in life. You're the one who we can know peace in the midst of a storm. And so, Lord, we ask for your peace to come to the people in places where there are storms, where there is great need, where there is conflict, where there is division. Lord, we especially pray for those grieving the loss of loved ones following the migrant boat sink, sinking off Greece. We ask, Lord, for your comfort and your provision for all. We remember our own land and the needs of those that we know around us. We remember the people and communities of which we are a part and bring them before you. We pray especially at this time of year for our schools and our places of learning coming to the end of another year. We ask for your blessing and rest for the staff, the students and the families over the summer. We also pray for the witness of Christians in our places of learning. God of all comfort, reach out your strong arms of love to surround the lonely and isolated with your loving presence. Protect those who minister healing and care. Encourage those who are weary and burdened. Heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving and deliver us from the troubles that surround us. Eternal God, we thank you that whatever we face, you give us hope because you are from everlasting to everlasting. And you have made us to be with you forever through faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And you reassure us that there is nothing in life or death or all creation that can separate us from your love for us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We thank you for all who have shared the faith and who now live in the joy of heaven, including those dear to us. Lead us by your grace to live for your glory until we join with all your saints in heaven to share in the joy of your loving presence forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was and is and is to come again in glory and is forever to be praised. Amen. We're going to praise God again as we sing uh, a newer song, Above All Powers, Mission Praise number 1022. And if you're not familiar with it, perhaps you can just listen and then join in as we go through it.
So continuing with the worship of our amazing God, our wonderful great God, who being the creator of the universe decided to step down into his creation just because of his love for us that we may be redeemed from our sins. He thought of us above everything else, above all other of other his, all his other creations. He loved us the most and that's why he came for us. So let's uh, sing and worship the great and amazing God of universe. Die, 
dejected and alone like a rose trampled on the ground you took the fall and thought of me above all you were crucified laid behind a stone you lived to die rejected and alone like a rose trampled on the ground you took the fall and thought of me Our gospel lesson this morning is from the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, where we find the Beatitudes. And this morning we read verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Our second lesson is to be found in Paul's letter to the Romans. Romans chapter 12 and reading from verse 9 to verse 21. Romans 12 and at verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. 
In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. God will bless to us these readings from his holy word. Let us continue our worship in the singing of mission praise number 111. Dear Lord and Father of Mankind.
Let's pray as we come to God's Word. Lord God, you are the God of peace and that you have made us to know your peace. And we thank you, Lord, that we can come to you today with all our burdens, all our anxieties and cares, that we can release these to you and know that you will give us instead that peace that passes understanding. Lord, we ask that you would help us now, whatever is on our minds and hearts, to release it to you that we may hear your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of peace, speaking into our, our hearts and our minds, speaking that word of peace. We ask, Lord, that you would bring your comfort and your wholeness where that's needed, and that you would renew us with the joy of our salvation, that you would put in us that desire to share the good news of Jesus with others, that we have ourselves received. We ask you, Lord, that uh, at this time we may now hear what you have to say to us through your living word, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Well, I wonder what sort of person you think of when you hear someone described as a peacemaker might be, for example, you think of someone famous who's been awarded a Nobel Prize for peace. Perhaps someone like Martin Luther King Jr., who was awarded a Nobel Prize for peace in 1964 for his nonviolent struggle for civil rights for the Afro-American population in the United States. Another name that might come to mind is Nelson Mandela, who was given the award in 1993, together with the then Prime Minister of South Africa, Frederick Willem de Klerk, for their work for the peaceful termination of apartheid and for laying the foundations for the new democratic South Africa. Nearer to home in 1998, David Trimble and John Hume, politicians representing the different parties and communities, were awarded the Nobel prize for peace for their efforts to find a peaceful solution to the conflict in Northern Ireland. Well, these and many others have been recognized for working hard to be peacemakers, bringing together people of different races, different communities, different traditions, to work through their differences and their points of conflict in order to find a newer and more peaceful way to live. These peacemakers have influenced whole countries and helped to transform the lives of many people, sometimes at great personal cost, so that others could benefit from their efforts to bring peace. However, when it comes to the greatest peacemaker of all, Jesus himself fulfills that role. For in the heart of all human conflicts and suffering, and broken relationships is that age-old problem, the problem of sin. From the very beginning, since the Garden of Eden, and the decision of the first people to turn from God's ways of love, and instead seek to go their own way, peace no longer reigned 
in the human heart and human relationships became broken. But more devastating even than that, sin caused a barrier between God and humankind, a separation that was never meant to be, but which was the inevitable result of turning from a holy God in whom there is no sin. And by separating from God, who is the very source of life and love and peace, death, destruction and discord, entered instead into the human experience. And we all see the results of human sin played out day by day in our, our news. We ourselves experience the effects of sin in our own lives and the lives of our families and friends and neighbors. Division and conflict aren't reserved for the places of war in our world. They're also an everyday occurrence in the lives of people everywhere. And so if there's one thing we all need, it's peace. Peace for ourselves, peace for our families, peace in our neighborhood, peace in our nation, and peace between nations. What we need then is a peacemaker who can deal with the very heart of the problem that affects us all. What we need is a peacemaker who is able to deal with the problem of sin and wrongdoing and evil in the human heart. That, however, is exactly the kind of peacemaker that Jesus is. Or as it says in 1 Timothy 1.15, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And the Bible describes Jesus as the ultimate peacemaker, the Prince of Peace sent from heaven, who by his death for our sins has brought us peace. First of all, he's brought us peace with God by dealing with our sins in the cross so we can know God's forgiveness and become part of his family. And secondly, he's shown us the way of peace between people, breaking down barriers that have long separated, including barriers of gender or race and social standing, and invited us all to become part of God's family. Thirdly, the, he's promised that those who follow him will be empowered to be peacemakers by the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Peace. And so in order to understand, and more importantly, to follow Jesus' beatitude, blessed are the peacemakers, we ourselves need to experience the peace that only he can give us, his peace that passes all human understanding. And that's the entry point for us discovering the blessings of being peacemakers, that we come to the peacemaker, the Prince of Peace, and receive the blessings of his peace that he's won for us. And one of the main blessings our Lord Jesus has won for us is this. Through faith in him, we become children of God. Here are just a few scriptures to remind us of this wonderful truth. John 1.12 tells us that to all who did receive him, that is Christ Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And then First John 3 verse 1, it says, See what a great love the Father has lavished on us, 
that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. What we find then is that we become peacemakers, first of all, by coming to faith in the peacemaker, Jesus Christ our Lord. And through him, we are blessed by becoming God's children through faith. Or as Jesus told Nicodemus, the great religious teacher of his day, we're born again into God's family by his spirit. We enter his kingdom and become members of his family. But the beatitude isn't only about this blessing, the blessing of being born again through faith in Jesus our Savior, the one who makes peace with God on our behalf. Yes, God absolutely wants us to be at peace with himself through Jesus. That's the, that's the most important thing, the starting point, to receive forgiveness of our sins and enter the eternal life of being his children. However, the second aspect of the Beatitude is that God also wants us to be peacemakers like his son Jesus, so that others will also discover the blessing of the peace of Christ to cover their sins and receive the gift of life that lasts forever and become children adopted in God's family by his Spirit. And so this beatitude is also, therefore, a call to mission to share the good news. There's a verse in Isaiah 52, verse 7, which we often sing in, in the hymn, Our God Reigns, which links this sharing of the good news of Jesus with the sharing of peace. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. And so whenever we share the good news of Jesus in our words and deeds, we live as peacemakers on behalf of the Prince of Peace. Another way of putting this is that we're living out our new identity as members of God's family. Sure, we often comment or when we see someone acting perhaps like they're father or mother, we say they, they, they're like, they're being like the image or they're like their father or like their mother in what they were doing, or maybe just the, the things that remind us of their parent. Well, when we share the good news of Jesus in our words and in our deeds, we begin to reflect more the love of our heavenly father for those who he doesn't want to perish. The Bible tells us that God wants everyone to come to repentance and faith in him so that they too will enter his everlasting family. And in this way, we are also blessed, as the Beatitude promises, because we are helping to share this peace of our Lord Jesus with others and thereby acting as God's children. We are these channels of peace, as another hymn puts it. There is, however, a third aspect to this beatitude which we need to explore. While we become peacemakers through faith in Jesus and share in his ministry of peacemaking as we share the good news of Jesus with others, there's also a very important aspect of how we live as peacemakers in our relationships with one another. 
one of the benchmarks of our faith is that we live out what we believe. We don't only claim to love God and our neighbor, we need to demonstrate it in our daily lives. And in some respects, this is a really hard part. The Apostle John, who was the closest of the disciples of Jesus, we learn in the Gospels, spells it out for us in his first letter in chapter 3, verse 10. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. Of course, that doesn't mean that we if, if we ever sin, that we're not God's children, but um, it's a consistent way of life that uh, God's children will show that they are children of God by doing the right and more and more in their lives as they grow in their faith, but also that they love their brothers and sisters. The benchmark for living the life of faith to demonstrate that we really are God's children is then obedience to God and love for our brothers and sisters in faith. In other words, it's how we live in our relationships with one another that show how well we live up to this description of being children of God. Apart from Jesus' beatitude in Matthew 5, 9, the word peacemaker as peacemakers, actually only found in one other verse in the Bible, in James 3.18. It says, peacemakers who sow in peace will reap a harvest of righteousness. And this letter, in, this, this verse in the letter of James is part of a wider discussion of the importance of controlling what we say, of being wise with our words. As James says in chapter 3, verse 10, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. And then in verses 13 to 18, he also contrasts the attitudes of our hearts, which can lead to peace and harmony in our relationships, or else cause evil and disorder. He writes, who is wise and understanding among, among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, then considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Our words and our attitudes then have a great bearing on whether or not we're likely to be living as peacemakers. And so we need to be aware of what we're saying and what we're thinking about one another and ask ourselves, is that consistent with our Lord's command to love one another as he has loved us? 
This is such an important aspect of us demonstrating the love of God to others because the greatest witness isn't necessarily going to be our words of sharing the good news of Jesus as such or even our good works, important as these are. The greatest witness that we can show the world of the love of God and his peace is when we show love and live in peace with one another as members of God's family. Jesus said it himself in John 13, 35, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If we want to know what love is, read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 as I, as I did yesterday at a wedding and uh, patient, kind, and so forth. It's uh, all these aspects of God's character. We don't have time this morning to unpack our other Bible reading from Romans 12, 9 to 21, but just a couple of comments. It's uh, entitled Love in Action. What I'd encourage us all to do is to take some time this week and read it through and meditate on it. Ask God to show how we can grow to become more loving as it describes. Because, you know, if we just were a bit more like this in our relationships, it would have a tremendous impact. It says in verse 18, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, Live at peace with everyone. And how are we to live at peace with others in this way? We're to follow God's command to love, to honor one another, to be patient, to be prayerful, to bless and not curse, to forgive, and to overcome evil with good and all the rest that's mentioned there. We're to watch what we say and what we think and ask for God's love to fill our hearts with his love for others. These are the ways that we can live as peace, at peace with one another and live as peacemakers. God has called us to come into his family through faith in his son, the Prince of Peace, who has made a way of peace for us all. He calls us now to live as his children to share the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ that is real and lasting peace with each other and with our world. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you come into our lives, that you have come to us today with your word and we thank you for this word. We uh, know that it is challenging and we recognize ourselves how much we are in need of your grace to be peacemakers. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to reflect on your word that we have read and heard today, that we would see where we need to change in our attitudes, in our words, that we can share words that build up, that we can do things that will encourage people to look further to come to you. 
to discover more about the God of love that we serve. So we ask you, Lord, for your grace and your peace this week as we go about the tasks that you have called us to do. And we thank you, our Heavenly Father, for all that you have given us through your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior, through whom we receive forgiveness of sins and everlasting life by your Spirit. And so we ask that you would receive our offerings and gifts with grateful thanks as we dedicate ourselves once more to your service as your family to share your love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our final hymn today is a hymn of response. I, the Lord of sea and sky, here I am, Lord. Mission praise number 857.
And now may the peace of God, which does pass all human understanding, guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always. Amen.